Golden West Radio Network presents Crisis. I always said that someday someone was going to take a shot at Alec Bellamy. Well, they finally did it. He's lying in this hospital bed on the brink of death right now. Poor devil. Oh, don't get me wrong. I don't like him much. No one who really knows Alec does, but... Somehow, when it comes down to this, you got to feel a little sorry for the guy. Look at him. All those tubes. So pale, so quiet. So un-Alec. And if I weren't here, who would be? You see, Alec works for me. He wasn't always such a... Oh, uh, you'll have to excuse me now. The doctor's coming in. I'll have to leave for a minute. Don't go away. This may be the last chance I have to tell you a few things about the great... Maybe the late Alexander Graham Bellamy. Producer Wade Hansen keeps his vigil at the hospital bedside of Alexander Graham Bellamy. We'll continue our play, The Voice of Alec Bellamy, written by Tony Aries, in just a moment. of Alec Bellamy. May I stay a while, Doctor? Thank you. I'll be very quiet. Now, where was I? Oh, yeah, I was going to tell you about Alec. Well, they removed the bullet, but it's going to be touch and go. It was so close to his heart. (laughs) Heart. Funny, this is the longest I've ever seen Alec with his mouth shut. The day I met him, I thought he'd never stop talking. I was the manager of a small radio station in the Midwest. And I was at my desk one day and unannounced in walked Alexander Graham Bellamy. Mr. Hanson, excuse me for barging in on you. How did you get in here? There was no one at the front desk. Well, you're here, so what do you want? Uh, I'm Alec Bellamy, and I'm applying for a job as a disc jockey. Well, I have a full crew, Mr. Well, I know that, Mr. Hanson, but, well, I, I sincerely believe that I can improve your ratings. What do you know about my ratings? Well, I saw them in the trade journals. Your day guys are doing okay, but that midnight to six spot is pretty far down the list, and that's not good even in this burg. Tell me about it. Okay. Put me in the 12 to 6 spot. I'll guarantee you, in six weeks, I'll have those ratings right up no, there. No, wait, 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 just a minute. What, what do I do with Vince Gardner? Toss him out on his ear? Come on now. Look, 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 Mr. Hanson. Your station is in business to make money, right? <laughs> That's well, the I can idea. do it for you in that spot. I yeah. know well, it. Would you do me a favor, Mr. Bellamy? Sure. Get out of here. No, please, please, look, look. I brought along a couple of tapes, and we at least listen to them, please. Well, now uh, what station are they from? Uh, no station. I, I've never done this before. I made them myself. <sighs> Great. No, listen to them, please, please. I think they're what midnight to six should be. What have you got to lose? Listen to them, Mr. Hanson. Please. <laughs> I listened to Alex's tapes, and I gotta tell you, they were good. Good voice, authority, kind of sexy. He was unusual, he was brash, outrageous, he was a bit offensive. Everything a good DJ should be. Well, to make a long story short, I tossed Vince Gardner out on his ear and hired Alexander Graham Bellamy. He was an instant success. 
Wait, look. The new ratings are out. <clears throat> I saw them. And look who's up there. You're only number two, Alec. You'll have to try harder. You give me a couple of weeks, you'll see. Uh, by the way, did I ever thank you for taking me on? Uh, as a matter of fact, no. Uh, it was inevitable, you know. I always wanted to be a DJ. I prayed for it. You prayed? I did. And I do. All the time. For whatever I really want, God is on my side. <laughs> You're too much, Alec. Wait, wait, I've got an idea. Another one. Right? Let's make my shift a talk show. A what? Do you know this entire town does not have a talk show? And I could handle it. Oh, you do know how to talk, Alec. I'll give you that. <laughs> Undoubtedly, you're praying for this? You bet. Now, look at the music you have to play. It's garbage, noise. Nobody can understand the lyrics. And the groups, well, they all sound alike. A talk show. Uh, I'll have to think about it, Alec. Can I come in? Oh, well, you sure can come in, you gorgeous thing. Well, thanks. You're Alec Bellamy. How do you do? I'm a big fan of yours. And what is your name, pretty lady? Edith. You're kidding. No, I'm not. You don't look like anything. Really? No, you look like a, a Stephanie or an Annabella. <laughs> Sorry. Well, your merest whim is my commando, queen. What is it your loyal subject can do for Alec, you? Alec, get off your knees, you idiot. I want to see Wade for a second. Wade? You mean you know this old coot? This old coot is my husband. I do. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Alec Bellamy oh. had a loss for words. I never thought I'd see it. Oh, I'm sorry. That's I... all right, Mr. Bellamy. A little flattery is good for a girl's morale. <laughs> Wade, are you ready to go? <clears throat> go? Well, I told you this morning I was going to leave my car at the shop and ride home with oh, you. Oh, yeah. Hey, Edith, I can't leave yet. My incoming basket is full and the outgoing is empty. I'll tell you what, I'll call you Ken. No, wait. Not to worry. Prince Charming is available. What? I'll drop her off, Wade. Oh, I hate to take you out of your way, Mr. Bellamy. Nonsense. I was heading in your direction anyway. Uh, where do you live? <laughs> hey, well, <clears throat> thanks, uh, Alec. I appreciate it. I'll hold dinner till you get home, dear. Uh, okay, I won't be late. Come, Guinevere. Leave us clam aboard my trusty white charger and clippity-clop down the freeway. You're crazy, Mr. Bellamy. Alec. Alec. Oh, Wade, will you give some thought to that talk show idea? You will, won't you? Huh? Oh, uh, yeah. Now, remember, I'm praying for it, and God is on my side. Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes tonight's, I mean, this morning's edition of Dialogue with Alec. Stay tuned for the late news. This is the voice of Alec Bellamy asking, what are you doing up at this ridiculous hour? Good night until tomorrow, and remember, God is on our side. Alec, uh, uh, did I wake you up? Alec? Well, what is it? I, I have to talk to you about Gwen. Gwen? What? My secretary? Oh, my God, Alec, do you realize it's it's, it's 3 a.m.? I know. I just got off the air. Uh, by the way, thanks for cutting the show at under three hours. You're welcome, but what, what is this about Gwen? Is she hurt? Well, what's the matter? She's got to be replaced. Replaced? Why? Carl Cooper called me twice today. She didn't give me the messages. You know who Carl Cooper is, Wade. Alec, Merely... I know who Carl Cooper is, but Well, you we don't... just can't stand this kind of incompetence. 
I'd appreciate it if you'd let her go. Alec, she's got two kids to support. That's her problem. No way, Alec, no way. She stays. Now, good night, or good morning, or whatever, and don't call me at 3 a.m. again unless it's something important, like, like, like the world coming to an end. Well, I wasn't very proud of myself, but I finally did let Gwen go. Alec insisted, but uh, in my own defense, I want you to know I got her a job at another station. I, I didn't tell Alec that, of course. Dialogue with Alec, in no time at all, zoomed to the top of the ratings, and Alec became a local celebrity. Inevitably, word of his success began to filter across the country. Alec was a skyrocket, and I was tied to his tail. And you know, I didn't mind it a bit. I mean, being manager of a small radio station wasn't my idea of a lifetime career. And Alec was my ticket to the big time. Then, one afternoon, I'll never forget that Monday in October, the call came in. Rumor had it that he'd been talking to a station in San Francisco, so I knew very well what the call was about. Person to person for Alec Bellamy from Area 415, San Francisco. I picked up the phone to call him, but no. Now, I decided this news had to be delivered in person. I drove to his apartment and ran up the stairs. What are you doing? It's here? about this phone call. Well, Wade, I, I'd invite you in, but as you can see, I'm, I'm busy. Alec, you've got to hear this. Now, let me in. Can't you see that I'm. Hey, 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 this is some pad you got here. Uh, Alec, you really know yeah. how to live. You, you've seen it before, now. No, I've never been invited. Hey, what do I smell? Uh, it's, uh, it's coffee, coffee. No, not coffee. <laughs> it's perfume. You sly devil, you got a girl in Wait, here. Please, you'll have hey, to. Can I meet you. her, Alec? Hey, this is one girl I have to meet. <laughs> Wait, what are you doing? Alec Bellamy's girl. Is she in here? No. Oh, there is no girl in here. Now, will yeah, you well, please Well, what about leave? in here? Which way? Uh... Huh, bathroom. Wait, get out of here. What's this one? Now, this must be the... Edith. I'm sorry, Wade. I... I'm so sorry. And now... Act Two of The Voice of Alec Bellamy. God is on my side. That's what Alec always said, and it must have been true. He got the job in San Francisco, and it wasn't radio, it was television, his own show. He insisted I go along. He called me his good luck charm, and he, of course, was mine. So, off we went to the coast, the the three of us. Yes, Edith, too. Uh, it was easy to see why she, why anyone would, would be attracted to Alec. When he was good, he was very, very good. And well, when he was bad, he was irresistible. You see, Alec was a user. Well, not, not pot or drugs. People. When he was through with them, he, he didn't kick them aside. They just kind of melted away. So it was with Edith. What could I do? I forgave her. Whatever you thought of Alec as a person, you had to admit that professionally he was a winner. I became producer of the Alec Bellamy show on which he interviewed celebrities and statesmen and winos and weirdos, and he became a star. There was talk of the show-going network. His guests were often not afforded the best of treatment, but still they clamored to be on. 
I remember one night particularly for two reasons. He was talking to the actress, Florence Marlowe, who had uh, come to town to promote her latest picture. Tell me again, Miss Marlowe. The name of the film is... Uh... Venetian Romance. Have you seen it? Well, I must confess I have not. But I hear the reviews were great. They were very kind to us. And your co-star is uh, who? Brad Foster. He does a great job. Brad Foster. Say, they say he's going to be one of our top stars. No doubt about it. Uh, Miss Marlowe, uh, I think it's just really great. When a star of your magnitude doesn't hesitate at this point in life to start accepting mother roles. You know, not many actresses... I beg your pardon. What? Brad Foster does not play my son, Mr. Bellamy. He plays my lover. Oh. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I just assume. I mean, he must be about 22 and you, you're... Well, you crumb. You smart Alec. You may consider this interview at an end. I'm going back to my hotel. And you can go to... To a commercial. Miss Marlowe? Now, wait. Wait, Miss Marlowe. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't realize. Uh... Well, how about that, folks? If you want to see Florence Marlowe again, I guess you'll have to catch... Uh, what was the name of that film? Well, well, anyway, it's now playing somewhere. Hey, do you realize what she just did to me? She left me with egg in my face and time in my hands. What do we do? Got it. Let's talk. I know. How about some questions from the studio audience? Has anybody got a question they'd like to ask me, uh... Yes, yes, in the second row. Fire away. <laughs> Mr. Bellamy, will you marry me? <laughs> well, you're a sweet young thing, my dear, and though I love you madly and passionately, I will not marry you. You see, I went that route about 92 years ago. <laughs> and never again. Her name was Cynthia. That's spelled S-I-N. <laughs> we were college sweethearts. School and marriage let out at roughly the same time. Ah, Cynthia, my dear, wherever you are, whatever dive you're in, the check's in the mail. Ah, alimony, the high cost of leaving. <laughs> oh, man, am I going to hear about this? Well, Alec, old boy, as long as you're letting your hair down, you might as well know it all. I have a daughter. Her name is Jackie. She lives with her mother. And she's, uh, well, I don't know. Jackie must be about 16 now. I haven't seen her for a while. Well, so much for true confessions. It's time to say goodnight. And tomorrow, my guest will be author August Randall, who will be trying to beef up the sagging sales of his latest book. <laughs> Until then, this is Alexander Graham Bellamy saying, You want something? Pray for it. Remember, God is on our side. That was a real surprise. I never knew Alec had a wife, much less a daughter. Well, as you know, the Alec Bellamy show eventually went network coast to coast. He made the columns, magazine covers. He was a superstar. <laughs> and he had two friends, me and God. Oh, I don't mean to say he was religious, not Alec. But he did have a kind of personal faith that someone was watching out for him. <laughs> it's funny, I keep referring to him in the past tense like he's dead. No, no, he's, he's still breathing. He's holding his own under all those... Bandages and tubes. How did he wind up in this hospital bed? I'm coming to that. I wasn't there in, in his apartment that day, but uh, from the story that came out at the hearing, it must have happened something like this. Actually, Alec was on the phone with me when the knock came at the door. Well, okay, Wade, now I'm counting on you to take care of that. Uh, I'll see you later. Oh, Wade, Wade, you, you know that gal on the cue cards? Yeah, that's the one. The little blonde with the baby blues. Uh, now, that chick is very unfriendly. You know what I mean? Wade, can you fix it up? Uh, wait a minute, Wade. Somebody's at the door. 
Okay, okay. Well, hello. Hi. Well, what may I do for you, you sweet little thing? You want my autograph? No. Well, don't just stand there. Come on in. Fans of Alec Bellamy are always welcome, especially when they're young and adoring and female. I knew you wouldn't recognize me. I'm Jackie. Well, uh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, but you're, you're, you're so grown up. It's, it's uh, been such a long time. You, you, you just look terrific. Uh, what brings you to town? And how, how's school? I, it's summer. School's out. Oh, oh, of course. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's really great. It's great to see you. But... Yeah. Dad, may I call you that? Well, uh, well, sure you can. What do you mean? Well, like you said, it's been a long time. Well, I, I know, I know, and I'm I'm really sorry about that. Aren't you going to ask me about Mom? Well, well, sure, sure. I was I was just getting to that. How is she? Fine. We buried her last week. What? She drank herself to death over you. Oh, good God. Do you know how much she loved you? I, I don't know what to say. Oh, geez, I'm sorry. Is there, is there anything I can do? I... No. Everything's been done. Except this. What? What are you doing with a gun? Jackie, please! Alec hadn't hung up the phone, and I heard the shot. I called the police, and I hurried to his apartment. Because of his unstable condition, they've just moved Alec into this intensive care unit. Oh, hello, doctor. Mr. Hanson, still here. Yep. He's the idol of millions and he's a rotten guy, but you know what? I'm all he's got. Now, just hang around until... He stopped breathing. What? Look at the monitor. I've rung for the nurse. Quick. I may need your help. What are you going to do? Precordial blows. What? I'm going to pound on his chest, Mr. Hanson. You get the crash cart. Well, the, the what? The defibrillator. They're in the corner. Wheel it over here next to the bed. Hurry. Right. Well, here we go. Thank you for coming to get him. Ah, well, I'm taking him to my place. <laughs> I mean, where else would he go? He's getting dressed. It uh, won't be long. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it was close there for a while, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, like Alex always said, somebody up there must be looking out for him. Uh, yes, yes, I, I hope you didn't mind my asking you to, well, stay away these past few weeks while we completed all the tests. The results are now conclusive. Uh, well, will he be all right? In every respect. Except one. Now, there's this problem. Probably some bodily reaction to the surgery. What are you saying? Well, if there's been some damage, it defies medical explanation. It's apparently permanent. And it's inoperable. Strangely enough, it's in the area of his vocal cords. Unfortunately, Alec Bellamy must spend the rest of his life without a voice. I'll be back in a moment with the names of tonight's players and a word about next week's crisis drama. 
Tonight, Crisis presented The Voice of Alec Bellamy, written and directed by Tony Aries, with Jack Morton, Jim French, Lee Posh, Pat French, and Steve Hilliard. Sound by Jeff Thompson. Engineering by Carney Barton. Crisis is produced at Audio Recording Incorporated. This is Robert O. Smith speaking.